0: Welcome to the Annie Are You Okay podcast, the show where two moms talk about life on the borderline. I'm Annie. And I'm Oakley. Thanks for joining us today. All right, I'm going to need you to buckle up and get ready because this shit's about to get heavy. Please understand that this show is not therapy and that we are not licensed psychologists, therapists, or life coaches. We are simply two moms who are walking down their own healing path. We believe in the power of connection to help unite and empower others who struggle with understanding mental health. Again, we are not professionals. We are just mental health advocates trying to spread awareness through our own experiences to help others feel less alone and to normalize the stigma around mental illness.
1: If anyone you know or love is struggling and needs help, please contact the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. You can also message them from the website at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Kind of a mouthful. Again, it's just suicidepreventionlifeline.org.
0: Welcome back, everybody.
1: Hey, how you guys doing? What up?
0: So today we were going to talk to y'all about mental health you know it's mental health awareness month still mm-hmm. <clears throat> and not just borderline personality disorder awareness month but it is mental health awareness month and without mental health well you wouldn't have BPD
1: yep so, <laughs> we wouldn't know much about it
0: no <laughs> so yeah where should we get started
1: on that (laughs) um well we did want to mention that even though we're talking about post pandemic quote-unquote um mental health and some statistics there we do want to mention that the pandemic is not over um it's still affecting several countries pretty heavily including like the philippines i read um yeah so you know sending our our love out to them and whatnot um so we did want to mention that, you know, as we are talking about this post-pandemic um, issues, what we're really referring to is what some politicians and medical advisors say is um, we're out of the full-blown phase in the U.S. at least. Mm-hmm. Um uh i we d- i did find some uh interesting stuff from frontiersin.org about um, some south korean perspective on men on mental health and how uh, the pandemic has affected them um and then how it actually ties into what we found here uh based with nami the national alliance on mental illness um and that tying factor there is just that they found that uh depression amongst adolescents and women and then uh like adolescent teenage women um was much higher um after the pandemic and continued through the pandemic whereas um anxiety they saw like this peak and then a honeymoon phase and then they saw a lot of people coming in with um uh stress disorders and um other mental health concerns and issues um This was found from, like I said, frontiersin.org.
0: Sounds like Onset, almost, like these Mm -hmm. things
1: happened because of all of it. Yeah, no, and they talk about, um, uh, I'm going to look over my notes here, um, So in South Korea, they did a study based on, like, um, pretty much, like, before, during, and after, quote-unquote, after the pandemic, um, and a lot that they found was, like, there was tons of immediate psychological responses um, and studies about um, what had what had been happening during the pandemic, but they wanted to take a more, like, long-term psychiatric approach to it uh, and check out, like, certain... Um, findings uh which included that like suicidal uh ideation and suicidal deaths during the pandemic lessened but contrasted the growing depression rates Mm -hmm. which is really interesting um and then they talked a little bit about how they found more so that there were a lot of maladaptive responses to the new normal rather than these issues with like suicidal ideation and death um being from like fear of what was going on, like getting infected, anything like that. Um, NAMI actually found that they have a new, we have a new form of FOMO, which is actually phono uh, replacing mm. that N with an N, or that M with an N. And it's the fear of normal or a new normal. Um, wow. And that ranges from fear of like infection, uh, new infections occurring, like new, like the Omicron, how that came about and everyone freaked out over that. Um, and then also just having a fear of the opening up of official offices and schools, um, and this was recently described by a psychologist uh, Deborah Sonari as a global example of what's called reentry after trauma, which I thought was really interesting. That like all, all of us, and then especially what they found is like adolescents, women, and and children have had increased rates of depression um since twenty nineteen. Um, or well, little comparatively to twenty nineteen. So like wow. right before the pandemic they were looking at, you know, what was going on and then during the pandemic they saw, you know, a slight little increase and then what they called like this honeymoon season where you know people are like oh we're spending time at home with family and it's good and yada yada not balanced but yeah feels good right and then we have (laughs) and then a huge spike of you know disaster happening and i think it was really interesting that both sites you know from south korea and you know nami which is in california i believe it's based Mm -hmm. um they were like specifically women and children and i'm like in a male-dominated society you the people that are affected right now, the most like, were women oh, yes. and children. And it was very, that one, that one was very shocking to me. And I was like, wow.
0: <laughs> and it makes sense too, which is what's so sad to me is like, and that's why I'm going to just keep doing this mental health shit because that's the only way. And I told my therapist today, the <clears throat> only way to do this. To make things better is to mm-hmm. keep telling your story. Is oh, to yeah. keep talking about this shit. Keep normalizing it. Because um women and children are like the most suppressed people out of the culture. Just like well, yeah. n- with uh, without gender and, and and you know, sexuality involved. Women and children yeah. But then you mix things like people of color in there, and then it just gets worse. So well, and then, like, you know, n-
1: not not the stereotypic cis woman, too. That Then things get even more I know. complicated.
0: Don't get into the patriarchy today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just thought it was it was interesting that they described this as a global example of, of re-entry after trauma, that, like, now we have a rise and spike of... Um, post-traumatic stress disorders yeah
0: it takes time for those things to like
1: mm-hmm. to start like healing and and getting better um they said uh, a study from june 2020 revealed that 40 percent of respondents from from their uh study reported at least one behavioral uh uh or mental health condition but 30 percent of that of the 40.9 percent were anxiety stress-related disorders um oh no so 30.9 were anxiety related uh 26.3 were stress-related disorders and 13 was an increase in substance use um and i believe that i found that on news today um med news today wow that's how man and this is this is uh globally so like they took a small you know That's amount really of people huge, from though. around the way um yeah and they they figured that you know people that suffer from like mental health issues is around what is it say um oh the lancet reported that 12.5 percent of the global population struggles with mental health um, and by 2022 it had increased by 25 percent <laughs> holy
0: fuck okay
1: not S- that it incre- say this
0: again Say that again. The <laughs>
1: Lancet reported in uh reported that uh pre pandemic it was twelve point five percent of the global population was struggling with mental health. By twenty twenty two it had in it had risen by twenty five percent It had risen in just the first year. Risen. It had more than doubled itself. Like what? This was this was literally from from uh twenty nineteen to twenty twenty. And then from 2020
0: on. Like, I just thought I was, like, doing something unique and, like, going to therapy and, like, no one deals with their shit. But, no, like, everybody is starting to deal with their shit because the volume of people with shit is so much larger than before. And not just shit, but, like, a lot of shit.
1: Well, and it's just, like, it's crazy that we found from, like, the Lancet. um, What else do I have here? I have uh, NAMI, um, Frontiers in uh, Psychology Today. Um, they're all saying, you know, that like a lot, like, everyone is suffering. Yep. Everyone is going through this, um, but predominantly it is adolescents and women that are that are going through this, or anyone who identifies as a woman. Um
0: gasless types of people in the world,
1: right? And I just I don't know. I think that that has to speak for itself. Like that's something that's definitely worth mentioning. Um, yeah. know i just keep thinking about like are you listening dad
0: (laughs) (laughs) "Ah no i definitely feel you um it's kind of like sometimes i just want to take a poster board and just like hold it up there and be like this and see you understand now but like i wish they i wish they could
1: yeah i wish and that's not to say that men aren't out in this fight either we also have seen that like overall as a population more people are reporting mental health issues Um, Which is great that we're seeing an increase in reporting. Um, I mean, it's not great that we're seeing an increase in in mental health issues, but that doesn't necessarily mean that there is more mental health issues happening. It just means that more is being reported. Yeah. And so now more people are seeking out help. Um, And even NAMI went on to go like, you know, how to manage post pandemic stress and phono fear of the new normal. Um, and, and it went through talking about how, like, you know, you got to seek out therapy, talk to somebody about it, make sure you have a support group, you know, all the things that we talk about on here about yeah. what we're doing with our, our journey through mental health. Um, and I thought that was very, that was really good for them to have on there because all the other places were like, this awful thing and this awful thing yeah. and this awful thing. And, and that's this awful why thing. we and I'm did like, that ah.
0: positive BPD traits thing because, like, people want to like just equate mental illness as a negative and it's like no it's a growth so it's kind of like a neutral um yeah. in my eyes because you well honestly I see it as a positive because like I have so much enlightenment and I am so much happier understanding why I feel the way I feel when I feel it you know yeah
1: definitely it definitely creates a larger picture when you start trying to understand why you do the things you do instead of just being like I am a creature of my right stimulus which I feel like I I had latched on to that so hard when I was a child I literally thought that like everything that happened to me just created an emotion and that was what was there and that was what was at present or that's just the way you
0: are like yeah that's, that's what I was yeah I talked about that in therapy today
1: right where it's like why didn't I, well and it's like I guess I'm I I've been working with um, uh, kind of like how they talked about a lot of the issues um, that were happening in that uh, South Korean study was People having maladaptive responses to the new normal. What's and
0: maladaptive mean? <laughs>
1: mean maladaptive meanings like it's uh, uh not resourcefully uh, like oh. so poor choices. So like not getting with the new normal. Got it. Having not getting a, with a program. Yeah, you're not, you're not you're adjusting. Not adjusting? Yeah, you're not adapting well. You're maladaptive. So that's my dad. Yeah thousand um, percent maladaptive oh yeah oh, same here um hey and they they <laughs> find issues. that that uh you know suicide rates amongst people like that have risen yeah significantly definitely more so than those who who have reported like throughout time having issues with depression and anxiety and that's what i found very interesting is i was like wow but it, and it's not saying there's more people out there you know killing themselves over this it's the escalation rate right. of suicide based on those certain factors so the escalation is what we're talking about here is right. that that has increased really heavily more than the escalation of people who have already had chronic depression and, and right other mental and health I issues I think
0: that's just because people well first of all the whole system is flooded the oh, access yeah. to it is not there normalization around it isn't
1: Nope. Yeah. I think we're just at the precipice. We're So there is no intervention period.
0: Yeah. And that's what's sad is that like these people are dying. That's what happens when you're depressed. You are dying until you heal. You will feel like that until the day you die, because that is what dying feels like. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty Um, sure. Pretty sure. But no, I was talking to my therapist about this today too. And like the way it is. And one of the things... I've noticed because, um, quick update. I actually started buspirone, uh, twice a day. I don't know. Do you have any any twice a day or like as needed?
1: No. Well, yeah, I have an as needed medication, but it's just a, it's clonidine and it's just a, uh, blood pressure medication. So just it's 0.1 milligram. Um, so it's very, very little. It's literally just enough to like, kind of Give me a little, you little lower blood, breath. yeah, <laughs> less than my blood pressure, <laughs> just well, a smidgen. I'm on
0: paroxetine, 20 milligrams, and then I'm on five milligrams of busprone twice a day, and that's to help my anxiety, and okay. that has helped hugely it does say as needed or two to three times a day as needed i only did it three times a day once and there was a legitimate freak out fucking shitty situation on my hands so i was like i'm gonna try this
1: right <laughs> didn't um, really
0: help but uh you know sometimes you just gotta accept the way the situation is gonna they be did
1: stressful. up my intake for my as needed medication to once every eight hours or six hours yeah once every six hours but i haven't like felt the need to take it though i probably could use it um I don't know i just i forget to take it all the time i have it on me all the time well
0: one of the things i've noticed that my brain has always done that i'd never acknowledged but i noticed before that i still do now Mm -hmm. um is remind myself of my age 14 times a day (sighs) it's so annoying it's so annoying like my therapist thinks it's hilarious too she's like well because like I broke everything down I was like it's not OCD right I'm not going work I'm not getting worse right she's like just relax you're not getting worse you already said you're feeling better and I don't think you're lying (laughs) but um no like 42 times a day sometimes you're 32 years old Annie why why do I need to do that it's so annoying it's like I don't know and I think it might just be this is what I think I think it is my mind is revolved around my life. Mm. And right now I am centered in the middle of that. And I want to remind myself where I'm at Mm -hmm. because I have lost track. Right. I, and I think it's my brain reminding my conscious self of where I'm at so Mm -hmm. that I don't lose track because I lost track of a whole entire year yeah I lost track of the year twenty five <laughs> Like I don't remember it and I'll, like, I have pictures and stuff from it, and like, I remembered
1: where I lived and all that other stuff. but because of how much trauma I went through, I don't remember it. oh yeah, no, I don't I don't remember so much of Sylvie when she was a baby because it was so traumatic for me. Aww. So much of it is lost. and I have pictures and stuff, but it's like, oh, I like I wish I would have done what you did and like leaned into like taking pictures all the time because I just was like oh I don't care I don't I want just it. genuinely want to though that's not fair I haven't am a photographer so it's like that's true I'm like
0: yeah. I can show him off the best any than anybody like I know but like also it's there's there's another side of that
1: <laughs> I I yeah that's true
0: um I gotta live in the moment take pictures in my mind a little more yeah but yeah You know, and, like, that's the thing is you have to be appreciative of your experience and know that it's okay now. Right. Like, you can make better experiences, especially now that they're older. (laughs) Like, to be honest with you, babies are cute. Babies are adorable, but they're not fun. Yeah, no. These things that we have right now, they're fun.
1: Yeah. No, I definitely, uh, my kid is crazy awesome. My kid burnt their hand and Uh has, like, three cracks on their hand because they were told, Hey, don't touch the coal starter. And it was like way out <laughs> in the the, <laughs> in the grass or whatever at grandma and grandpa's. And, uh, they were like, yeah, we were on the deck. We're having a good time. And then all of a sudden she sprinted and went right for it and just went up and touched it. And we're all like, what? <laughs> okay. Well, she was curious and she learned. Well, yeah, no. And now like mm, her, okay? her, one of her fingers is fine now. Um, and it's only been like a day. Um, her hand has a pretty bad blister and it's got like two, three cracks in it, um, which I'm like, oof, that looks bad, but it's not like you can see the bone or anything. And I can tell it's literally just like the epidermis, like first little layers of the skin. But uh, she, and she moves it. <laughs> she can make a fist and everything. She, and I'm like, does that hurt? She's like, not really. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Oh I was that kid.
0: I have, I feel her energy. Cause like I fell off a bo- bike going 45 miles an hour and ripped my knee open and, and I was like, cried for a second. Then I I stopped because I was like, oh, no, my dad, if he sees me crying, he won't let me ride my bike again. And yeah. I just got on my bike. Yeah. <laughs> like She reminds me of that like energy, uh, like just brute force, resilient as fuck. Yeah, she's very resilient.
1: Um, I don't know if she where she gets it from, but
0: that's them. And that's what I'm learning mm-hmm. with Shepard is like some of the most unique things about him. I'm like, none of us are like that. Mm-hmm. It's just you. Yep. It's <laughs> the best part about being a parent. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> you get traits that are just totally random and you're like, "Cool."
1: <laughs> yep. And then sometimes you get traits and you're like, "Uh, oh, that is your side of the family."
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, like I want to talk about more or less like maybe our experiences of mental health through the last couple of years and like what we've done about it. Um, and I guess like I can start Uh. um for me I mean, I, at the start of the pandemic, I got sent back to night shift. I was, like, I worked, precursor, I worked really fucking hard for the position that I had on days, like, really hard, and this was a huge beginning of, like, a brand new lesson for me, because, like, I worked really hard for it, and then it got taken away from me, and I went back to night shift, then I got pregnant, Oof. then I worked 50 hours to 60 hours a week pregnant. I would get off at five in the morning.
1: It was horrid. <laughs> I worked at Victoria's Secret and I was pregnant and that was awful because they were like, you're going to have to stand. And I was like, no, the fuck I'm not. <laughs> no, the fuck I'm not. No. And I was like, I'm not standing back here and tagging these bras and underwear. I am sitting. The Especially fuck if you down. have a
0: stool and you can still do it. Literally.
1: Yeah. Literally, we had chairs back there, but they weren't allowed to be used. That's and I was so like, stupid. I feel like this is literally just because the girls who want to be in corporate
0: have to accommodate you. But if they can, they would rather than lose you. So I don't get that. Yeah, but
1: no, it was, it was a whatever. Really stupid. Um, also, the girls were just really weird. Uh, I would never want to work there.
0: Although shopping there is a
1: breeze because those bitches know what to do. <laughs> and I true. need you. <laughs> that's very true. I I can still do bra fitings. I can still do that. Um, <sighs> boobs are so big. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, the girls there were just really petty and like were trying to start drama with me. And I was like, I am eight months pregnant Mackenzie okay oh dude
0: I when I was first pregnant there's this one chick that I have to work with on nights mm-hmm. and she dated my ex long after I dated him but her and I used to be friends mm-hmm. it's a little story time here and I'm not gonna say her name because I'm not gonna embarrass her and or get in trouble <laughs> but anyways she like randomly out of the blue like she was my friend like we went to fucking like she came to my birthday party she was like my dd she was kind of cool She was definitely a looney tune mm. like she's definitely weird and takes way too much adhd medication oh no it's, like super hyper and and just like really i don't know immature so whatever she was really nice and she was kind of fun because she would just be weird and like i like unique people but like I, I broke up with him a long 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 time ago we were still friends and then one day she just fucking stonewalls me and sp- next thing I know there's fucking rumors that she's talking about me and I'm just like this is stupid and you know like this was also like four or five years ago so like n- emotionally speaking and pre-therapy and yeah so like that's that little story time and she would like harass me and like tell the supervisors that I'm doing stuff that I'm not and like it just start shit for no fucking yeah. reason I would no- look her in the eye and be like dude please don't i'm trying to work with you right what do you need and i would like work around her and i would listen to her if she would give me direction and she still act like a fucking cunt so whatever she's just a cunt then i found out she just fight she just fucking my ex and that's why she's acting like a cunt whatever that's fine i hope you guys liked each other i don't care like i literally don't care (laughs) and you know how much i don't care don't date people you work with because that shit's fucking forever I literally work with his mom his aunt and his cousin still oh and his best friend who I also dated so don't no. date your co-workers it's terrible Um, so anyways fast forward to me being pregnant at work Um, I was feeling really nauseous and the fan was on me so I like move the fan to like the center because if I move it to the side it's gonna be on the other person and so I'm not gonna do that I just put it in the center this bitch pushes it back towards me so I put it in the center it's my fan it's in my area yeah so I put it back in the center it's literally blowing on no one (laughs) and she pushes it back at me and so I'm like do you have a problem with my fan and she's like no and so I'm like okay so put it back in the center she moves it again and so i catch her this time moving it and so while she's moving it i walk up to her and i said stop fucking moving my fan please and she's just like you know what and she got in my face and she started screaming and she was literally about to shove me and i'm pregnant i'm newly pregnant Mm -hmm. lots of hormones (laughs) newly pregnant nausea um she gets in my face and starts screaming and i just go i'm pregnant And she's like, good for you. And I just started bawling and I left and I like threw up because, you know, I'm fucking pregnant Mm -hmm. and um, I go to my supervisor's office and I'm like, I need to talk to him because I just ran out and cried. And I get in there and all of them are in there and they're like, we understand what you're going through. And then I just bawled. Like, I was just
1: like,
0: (laughs) fuck you guys doing this to me. Like, I just cried like a little baby. So like being pregnant on night shift in a pandemic with all the fear in the world also during this time I was very skeptical of COVID like I wasn't a believer and I was resistant so it was a very transformative process going through like this whole night shift this whole pandemic like coming to terms with like okay am I going to get vaccinated before I have my baby mm-hmm. and I decided I was um, it makes sense because you get all sorts of vaccines when you're pregnant hmm for the purpose that your baby develops, antibodies. The COVID mm-hmm. vaccine was no different. So mm-hmm. I took that um, and, uh, you know, everything's fine. Nothing, no issues. You know what I mean? But um, going emotionally speaking, going through night shifts, not knowing when I was going to come back to days, not knowing when this pandemic was going to be over, not knowing if I was going to get sick, not knowing if my baby was going to survive, having anxiety, having undiagnosed BPD, all of these things I'm gonna go ahead and say that the pandemic and the very beginning the first year and the first second year of the pandemic was really
1: fucking hard for me yeah I can imagine
0: and um I gaslit the fuck out of myself (laughs) because so many other people were dying Mm. like how can you feel bad about what you're going through and then Dylan gaslit me too because people are dying yeah and I have this really important job that I have I have to fulfill. I'm an essential worker. You know what I mean? Um, it sucked. It really sucked because I just had no hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my son was born. And then I was like, I don't care. Whatever I got to do to make my life work because I got this kid and it's going to be dope. Whatever I got to do to make this shit dope. And um, then I got the courage, like, maybe about... um a week or two of night shift going back after I had my son three months later, whoop whoop, got a big chunk of time off, I almost got four months but fucking, I just sat down and I was like, I need to tell my supervisor he has an ultimatum he's gonna lose me Mm -hmm. or he's gonna put me on day day shift I cannot, like I was two days a week, I was taking care of my son without
1: sleeping yeah, that's that's a hard one,
0: without sleeping and I go to work after that so like I was telling him like you either need to give me like a really fucking flexible schedule or you just need to put me back on days and yeah. he's like I will do whatever it takes and we had a couple more meetings and they were trying to move things around people we had a vaccine mandate and because of that people wanted to leave mm. a couple people left Um, but this was before then so you know eventually they figured it out and they moved me back to days fuck thank god like literally I just like I literally when when my supervisor on night's came up to me he's like all right what day do you want to move back or no he was like all right you go back the 8th and I'm like go back to what 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 are you talking about cuz like I just didn't think it was going to happen yeah <laughs> i was just like i've been so hopeless for for a year and pregnant and working crazy hours and, and tons of overtime just wow you know I cried. <laughs> I cried there. <laughs> like, I've cried in front of all of my bosses at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even care anymore. I'll
1: always be the person that cries at work. Oh, yeah.
0: I never cried at work before until I was pregnant. I always, yeah. Like, I cry at work, but I wouldn't do it in front of people. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's yeah.
0: fair. <laughs> now I'm just like, I'm going to wear my motion on my sleeve. If I have to cry, I'm just going to cry.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Like, yes, I'm okay. I, I just, you know, I'm very good at like accepting what I'm experiencing and realizing that like other people may see me react to it and 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 have questions or um you know just be inquisitive and uh I have no shame in it like people ask me about my medication I'm honest about it like I don't I don't care like I'll tell you about it I'll tell you how it works like I I mean they were making fun of me because I had the runs (laughs) when I started my medication. And I was like, bro, I just got on medication. Don't make fun of me. I'm literally nauseous and shitting like crazy. I'm also sweating like a whore in church. Um, and they're like, oh, what's up? And so I just was like, so I just have no shame anymore. I just want to be honest, open, keep this rolling, you know, tell my story, Have other help other people tell theirs or understand theirs. And uh, this pandemic is the reason for that. Like my son, all of it, like these last two years have been – the hardest, most terrible fucking years of my life, but the most amazing, transformative ones.
1: I agree with that. It's been the most transformative few years of my life. As I feel well. that for you too. Yeah, like I feel your vibe.
0: You can <laughs> see it too. Like people tell me that all the time. Like you can see like how happy you are, and like yeah. you can see just like the complexion of your face. Look. All the same <laughs> I, i'm
1: I'm much more at peace it's <laughs> nice, I mean, I still get activated most oh, yeah. definitely um yeah, that definitely happens. I'm way less
0: activated, but I still get activated,
1: oh yeah, way less, but it happens, so. yeah,
0: it's always but it it's it's almost like when it do get activated, it's a little more slow, so like I can catch myself faster, mm-hmm. which is like cope a yeah. little better, yeah, so my therapist that today I was like. I'm able to think about what I'm feeling before I get upset about it. Like that's I'm good. I'm thinking about it and I'm like,
1: "Oh, that's going to make you." Mhm. And um that's good. It's a good place to be. It's a great place to be. Yeah. I'm over here like, Yay. Not that it's not hard. It's extremely hard. Well, it's
0: hard because like even with like now you understand stuff, so like your relationships kind of get harder twos too, too. Yeah. Cuz you're like
1: yeah. And then you start seeing where. But you're not perfect
0: either. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. So you
1: start seeing where you're faltering. Like uh, that's that's what this pandemic has really showed me is a lot where I was at fault and a lot of like where I was starting to take on those narcissistic abusive traits because that's what I thought my that to me that was the idea of happy, you know, was this person under my thumb. They do everything for me and I'm treated like royalty and I bring home the bacon so that if any anyone says anything, I can just say. Well, I, I financially take care of everything. So when you're kaput, I get everything. That's, that's how I had a a mindset of it. And, um, like at the beginning of the pandemic, Tristan and I had come home for Christmas, right? He was supposed to be going up to a job in Washington, but someone quote unquote fell off Mm -hmm a tower and there was That's a police bad. investigation so we doubt that someone actually fell it was more likely that someone was pushed or unclipped on purpose um, so, yeah
0: it sounds more sinister if you involve police
1: yeah um, it was it was bad um, and so uh, he got taken off of that job and then with the pandemic happening a whole bunch of people got laid off including Tristan um, and so then I went and worked I started doing uh care, yeah I switch roles. caregiving again <laughs> yeah i started doing caregiving again um and oh, i yeah, was helping was out this lady it's like graveyards too right yeah it was Ugh. um and i we was on the same schedule yep we were <laughs> but we um, did
0: not hang out why not we were on I, the
1: same schedule i don't know i really don't know our brains weren't working yeah well and at <laughs> this time like for a while we had to live with um one of tristan's ex friends now he was a friend at the time um because I mean, he's not a friend anymore because he had sexually assaulted me. Oh fuck. Yeah. Um, and I, we knew about it while we had to live with him because we didn't really have anywhere else to go. He had a brand new baby. He was divorcing his then wife at the time because, you know, had shit because, situation because well, his she- wife, even like, cause me and his wife became friends for a little bit. And so, like, we're kind of friends, Facebook friends now, you know, just like send pictures of our kids every once in a while. Um, like very every once in a while like every once in a long while Um, (laughs) you're like yeah yeah. you know not that if they're listening hey let's be friends like i'm still down to be friends with you um but uh they told me about you know yeah i would wake up in the middle of the night and he'd be doing it and i'd be like what the heck and he'd be like you're my wife it's fine and they'd be like no it's not okay and so that's like literally what drove them apart was that and then they had also just like yeah Just a lot of stuff like that that they told me about, and I was like,
0: went from toxic cloud to toxic. Out. literally i went like, i, I life... went through it dude you know what it is though it's because you didn't have the ability to see people clearly for what they were because yeah. you were still so excited. oh i
1: was figuring it out and then i was while i was figuring it out tristan was with me and he was learning from me and he was figuring things out you guys
0: have learned a lot of shit together
1: <laughs> we have we've grown a lot together and that's like yeah. the basis and the cornerstone of our relationship is that we're both not afraid to grow apart and to continue growth. Cause like for both of us, that is our, our main mission is as parents of this child. Now our growth, our, our, uh, it's so important. Well, what, what am I trying to say? Our, um, being a role model for Sylvia is the most important thing for yeah. us. So growing, even if we grow apart and that means permanently in the future, or whatever, as long as you're, as long as we're continuing our natural growth and doing yeah. what's best for us so that Sylvia can watch us do that that's what we're committed to which is i think why we're still together honestly because we both give each other the space to ebb and flow rather yeah. than just tying each See, other tight.
0: i feel that too because that's a lot like sometimes like that's like that's what my relationship with dylan is it's like it's not that I like that puppy dog like I'm so in love which
1: with which I was obsessed with oh, before. oh yeah no obsessed too. come on we with. have like
0: the whole high school sweetheart thing too going on it was a lot yeah it was a lot but yeah. like after that went away like I was like oh no do I still love him and it's like yes I still ask myself totally that all the time different.
1: I'm like do I love Tristan I'm like yes just in a different way I just get turned on when he's
0: like fixing shit now instead <laughs> <laughs> like it's yeah just different yeah when tristan's
1: cooking i'm like mm, 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 right mm. you're like
0: that makes me so emotionally attracted to you and then you're like that's what i Kind arousing yeah. no, it's no longer like you got a sexy bod or you did something you kissed my neck the right way no right it's, you did something sexy to me which is a different viewpoint now
1: right exactly well and like not to say that if Tristan you know ever decides that he wants to like change how he looks you know that I wouldn't be upset with that you I don't mind if you want to get some muscles he's already pretty muscular already so I'm like ah. I don't mind. I don't mind. Who, I just um, want
0: you to be who you want to be. Like yeah. That's, that's no.
1: I the most attractive thing I could say about any person is having a, um, like a center stone, like knowing who you are and what a you great want to sense do. Of self. Yes. That is yeah. the most attractive thing I can say about anybody is See, having that sense of self. I used
0: to have that like mask.
1: Oh yeah yeah yeah. I have like yeah, a lot yeah. of masks. Like Where that. I was like, and, like I'm that country th- person. But people would believe me. Oh yeah. Oh And then so you'd <laughs> believe it I don't until know. you were like, ah, this, this, I don't want to do this anymore. Sorry to let you
0: know that I am not a country girl. I just, I can. I like being really out in the well. country
1: I am a mostly fast I, I am a use multifaceted my hands. tool that is what I am I can do a lot of I different use things brute
0: force and I can lift a lot of fucking heavy shit oh hell yeah people in my warehouse are amazed by me they sometimes pretend that I'm a man but <laughs> I'm fucking like I'm just not a country person like I mean I like country music but like I never bailed hay I have. Okay. Well,
1: at least you're more country than me. I'm a little, just a little bit, but I'm not like country where I'm like, you know, women got to do this and colored people like, blah, when blah, I go blah. To bushwhackers. Like, nah.
0: I'm like, look at people and I'm like, I'm not <laughs> that country. No. No. <laughs> yeah. no, no.
1: But I, I like, like to being dance. out in the country. I like being out with like livestock and like, you know, getting dirty and like working I like to hard. Dance. Yeah, and you're great at dancing, but do I like to go out to the club, too, and, like, put a lot of glitter on my face? I'm like, hell yeah.
0: You can just be whatever you want. I'm tired of these weird stereotypes because, like, I tried them all on, but I like them all.
1: These avatars are 100% customizable. Yeah, people
0: like you don't understand. I go to Motorhead concerts, then I go and see a Dolly Parton fucking band perform see, or at, whatever.
1: Like I'm, I'm at Cece Slaughter's, from- <laughs> and then I'm going to the rodeo. You know what I mean? I'm like I'm going to the rodeo. Bye. I always wanted to be punk rock. Oh my gosh, yes. So like we all went through a gothist phase.
0: I'm v- I'm very much a, like a ska punk kid yeah like a 90s punk kid yes that's what i am as a soul but like i always wanted to be like you know the really grungy kind mm. of goth until i dated one and then i was like oh that's not for
1: no it's, it's gross not for me <laughs> it's gross that's i mean not it's me. not for me i'm sorry from where i'm come from i can't do it it's too gross but like do they like anything
0: else but punk because like they look like they're just punk only punk
1: you know like, that's just my they I don't have, know they have my their <laughs> thing that they go with and and that's if another thing punk, I think I'm realizing could you let us
0: know if you like country music
1: I'm sure there <laughs> are I'm sure that there are people out there like different stuff and they just choose what know. they're comfortable with but it's just uh, it's just
0: an interesting thing in life like the way you present yourself because that people is, look at you like that's what you are but like I'm absolutely sure somebody like Scott Garth Brooks that wears freaking leather
1: black yeah, or black skinny jeans and <laughs> yeah. like a black hoodie and like you know I mean, dark eyeliner me. I right?
0: love Dolly Parton and I, mean, oh, I yeah. do not look like somebody that's like a I love Dolly Parton I love Elvis Presley um I love I love old people it's weird. I'm horrible
1: <laughs> with music names so it's like a bad one for me oh, see I'm a big
0: for me, music the,
1: well, and here's a thing that I learned, too, is some people interpret music for, like, the lyrics, and the lyrics is, like, everything for them, and then other people interpret it through, like, the sound of the music, and those, those types of people just, they actually interpret life so differently, yeah. and I am there for the, vo- for the feeling of the music, which is why I really like, um, like, indie alternative music, and, like, um, like, drum-heavy music, yeah. um, It
0: depends on the emotion for me.
1: Like Reiki music, I love that shit because it's all about the the vibration that it puts out. And for me, I experience music in my totality rather than just like Ellie hears it in their head and hears the lyrics and hears the notes. Whereas I feel the music through my body.
0: Yeah, see, I'm a beats girl.
1: I used to dance, but I was then shamed as a child all the and time. That, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get back to a place where I feel more comfortable Dude, dancing. I dance at
0: work now. And, like, people think it's funny. And, like, a lot of people have noticed that I'm a little different now that I've started medication. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's because I'm happy now. And right. this is actually just really who I am. And I'm, you just have to accept it. <laughs> but, like, like today, I don't know. Like, some sometimes I'm goofy and then, like, it's fun and then like i'm goofy and then it pisses someone off and i'm like well fuck can't make everyone happy i'm gonna stay me like i just don't care anymore quite literally no fucks to give in fact speaking of pandemic um right before the pandemic like the 2019 i like at the time and once it ended and like when 2020 the new year hit i was Mm -hmm. like dude 2019 was nuts it was such a good year for me i went to hawaii i went to vegas four times (laughs) i fucking went to arizona and drove to vegas and then drove back i mean i went to san francisco sacramento i went all over the fucking place i traveled like crazy and it was all i wanted to do and it felt wow look at what i did and then like the pandemic hit and i gotta tell you coming from that far up to this far down was a f- I I'm not being facetious when I say it's a miracle that I survived.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: I look at my life now and if I didn't have Dylan through the pandemic, I would have died.
1: I am I surprised I made it. My... I'm going
0: to say that. I would have yeah. killed my fucking self because yeah. I didn't have anything worth saving in my life. So I would have never gotten the help I needed. Yeah.
1: I I am so su- I'm surprised I, I made it through the pandemic because suicide rate after after Sylvie was born like because here's the thing about Sylvie being more interesting Tristan came back from Texas to the apartment that he was renting out for us while he was also paying for the place he's staying for in Texas uh-huh. um for like broke. a week and then when we get to the to the doctor's office they're like yeah you're still like you know you're still not there oh. um, but you have really high blood pressure we want to like te- check your blood pressure one more time if it's really high we're going to induce you so this bitch I did like seven squats as fast as I could while the lady was like behind the thing. <laughs> and um, she came back and read the thing and was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're you're right in the range where we could induce if you want to. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Because otherwise Tristan would have had to go back home or back to work. <gasps> yeah. And then I was like, I'm not, ha- not I'm not having this baby without Tristan. Well, I think I fucked up because after that happened, I had a really gruesome long labor. Like it took forever I didn't know for you Sylvie. you did that. Aww. Yeah. It took forever for Sylvie to like get ready to come out. So I was in I was in the inactive portion hours? of labor for like forty eight hours. Ooh. Yeah, for forever, dude. It was a long ass time. It took me three like three days to have a baby. Uh-huh. But once I started active labor, it was like two and a half hours of pushing
0: yeah that's just
1: because they were like you have crazy muscles does
0: it hurt the whole time you push like when you push or does it hurt really at the remember. end i don't really okay. remember no I no no no, no
1: at the end the what that's one thing i remember at the end it was like just gush <laughs> and then it was like oh it's done and then they put the baby on your chest and then you're like why am i not feeling exaltation like why because it doesn't happen because right it doesn't away. happen yeah no um and it was just weird I was oh just I felt done I was like thank god I'm done and I don't remember pushing or anything like that like I forgot all that wow I remember getting well, to the epidural a birth. yeah well I remember getting up to the yeah. epidural and asking the lady sometimes. I was like H- who's had an epidural and the lady administering it was like <laughs> I have four times and I was like is it worth it and she went I had it four times and I went put it in <laughs> And it was literally a pinch. I understand yeah. it's a four-inch needle, but it did not it literally was bad. a pinch Just
0: compared to these fucking contractions. Yeah,
1: that nothing. Fine. That was it was fine.
0: absolutely nothing. Yeah. If you're afraid of a needle during um during you know Honey, childbirth and nothing and nothing. Your fucking contractions are about a thousand times more painful yeah. than the needle will. be Oh my
1: god. Crate. It's probably I remember more that. scary than painful. It was really scary because I was like, "What is happening? What the fuck is happening?"
0: I I didn't have a traumatic birth, although it did result in C section. I labored for that, twenty I hours. Would, I would
1: say that's traumatic. Having it to go into, it, but
0: like nothing crazy happened. Yeah, um, my heart did get a little nuts, but um, the one thing that was traumatic was. Um, I ate a poppy seed fucking oven <laughs> before like no, quite literally literally right. Once before I started you laboring, a, yeah. Because I was like, I'm not going to be able to eat. The doctor, like got, I started laboring. My plug came out. Mm-hmm. knew it was that. And then I called the doctor and she's like, okay, eat something right now. I'm like, okay, cool. I eat a poppy seed muffin. Did not fucking think they're going <laughs> to drug test me and it's going to come up as a bunch of crazy drugs. So they drug test me. It comes up as a crazy, bunch of crazy drugs. DHS comes in. <laughs> oh, my God. DHS fucked up because they're not supposed to blow the whistle to CPS until they get the full tox screen. Mm. They did not have the full talk screen, and if they did, it would have matched up with the levels of Poppy C Muffin. And they have the graphs, and they even right. showed it to me. Um, so they contact CPS,
1: and then CPS has to follow through. Yes, because so CPS they have to comes do their job.
0: in. Not only do I have to be told, "You just tested positive for basically oxy and yeah. codon, and cotton and everything under the sun." Um, we are contacting cps and she asked me she's like do you know if like anybody could have slipped you something like she didn't even think poppy seed muffin right no one thought no one thought poppy C. Muffin. i broke down and i had a full-blown panic attack with the nurse there and uh they gave me like a fucking mask because i couldn't breathe and i'm like i have no idea why i have all these drugs in my system i am terrified and then i saw like sat there and thought you know oh my god did somebody like put something in my drink who could have done this to me and um and then dylan's like you had a poppy seed muffin sitting on your <laughs> stand <laughs> <laughs> i
1: love that it was dylan because that is yeah is it and i'm like poppy that's not scene? real
0: and sure fuck enough it's real so the next day cps comes in and i'm like this is what happened and he's like wow it totally makes sense um let me put that in um, we might not have to do a home visit comes back in an hour and he's like we still do a home visit but your talk screen came back and it's totally consistent we just have to finish this out right. So still they had to come to my fucking house the day after I brought my son home and I'm just like I can't relax that until is, they that's left
1: intense. I can I understand that's not, intense
0: could not feel the joy you feel once you have your child in your arms once they're finally here I didn't feel that until that man left my house
1: I didn't I didn't ever really start feeling that. I slowly started Sometimes feeling that with Sylvie can't. like now. Um well and I had a for yeah, lack of better terminology, I had a stroke a after bond. I had a stroke after Sylvie was born. Yeah, that's so, fucking like, nuts. Two days after Sylvie was born, they gave me some intravenous medication, um, because I kept having high blood pressure. Um, and then I just felt dizzy and then the dizziness just kept coming and coming like I took too many Percocets. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just like like the waves kept coming and I was like whoa and then the tv screen that should have been blue with like an infomercial was like bright fucking purple oh no and uh, I was telling and then I was shaking like I was just convulsing and they didn't know what was going on uh until I looked over at my blood pressure and it was so high I was like I'm having a stroke and then I blacked out I don't know what really happened Tristan said that he just called everybody my grandma came in asking questions Mm. just like what about this? What about this? What about this? What about this? At and my least mom
0: you have people in your hospital. <laughs> right. Fuck.
1: My my mom came in and was like, Oh my God, like you're gonna die. Um and then I just kinda remember like my mom being super pissed. I don't remember my grandma being there, but apparently she came first. So that shows you I was in and out. I like yeah. do not remember. Um I remember at one point they took Sylvia out of my arms and I thought, This is the last time I'm gonna see my baby. What? And Tristan thought so too. Tristan was like, I thought you were going to die. Oh man! And then I was there. Tristan had to leave, like literally right after that. All that ish- all that shit happened. I finally settled down. They figured out what kind of medication they could give me, and then Tristan had to leave and go back to Texas. And so I went home alone. while I had right Ellie and Kenna, but yeah, I went home alone yeah, with the that baby.
0: Doesn't... No, no offense to them. I love them, but that sounds like that's just stressful.
1: Yeah. No, that 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 <laughs> the was young, so young hard. Two young sisters who aren't parents to help you <laughs> right well and and that's then like stressful. and then sylvie like woke up in the middle of the night and then i didn't wake up because of all the drugs i was on but ellie and of took care of her and everything was fine well at least they were and fine. then i was like oh my gosh like what if i don't wake up in the middle of the night when she like needs me and they're like you will you will i never did i never like i never woke up in the middle of the night for her ever i don't think she ever cried because like i woke up one time in the middle of the night but there was nothing going on i just woke up because i was like oh, I, sylvia and she was dead asleep. And so I was like, I'm pretty sure that kid just slept Your the brain night.
0: was like, you need to not.
1: Literally. Well, and Sylvia was on formula for most of the parts. So they were like, dude, her weight her," And like, I even told the, the lactation nurse, I was like, I haven't been feeding her in the night because I sleep. I don't, I, I don't wake up um, and like told them, my, you know, my scenario about Tristan not being there. And they were like, her weight gain is totally perfect. She's doing great. She's in the 85 percentile for like everything they had no problem. Yeah. yeah. Literally, they were like, she's doing amazing for what sh- both of you are going through. Um, and I was like, thank you so much. And I was lucky. A lot of the oh. ladies I had helping me were like, I'm a mother of four. I'm a mother of 5 mother of three. And I'm like, I love you. Thank you. <laughs> Telling yeah. me all the stuff I need to that know. That
0: was the one thing about motherhood that was dangerous for me is that I was very accepting of help first. Mm. And then I was like, wow, I have all this different information. <laughs> Um, but, like, after a while, you know, you kind of find your footing.
1: Yeah, you figure out what you want to do and realize, like, everyone's figuring it out. And there are general things that we all try to do. That and but if you think it, someone has already thought it, and it's on the internet. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but, yeah, like, so we had my kid. I went back to day shift. What else fucking happened in my life? Oh, no, I just, you know, the therapy really fucking worked. Is
1: what I think it is. Um, I lost my job during the pandemic. I, I lost my second job. Then oh, I man. finally got away from that lady. And it's I went to Nectar. It's amazing that we made it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, it it ha- has been how long?
0: I don't know. Since like
1: December <laughs> of last mentioning. year. December of last year was like the last time I like got violently intoxicated and try to throw myself into traffic
0: oh, i haven't self-harmed since i started medication that's awesome i've wanted to one time and that is when i called my therapist or my doctor and we started abuse and i have been fine ever since and <laughs> i've gotten in a couple of fucking arguments with my so significant other and uh and it hasn't resulted in serious frustration or elevation same so it's like, yeah, we still fight, but like
1: But that's a that's a thing that happens with couples. And
0: I think the most beautiful part of it is that like I see my partner seeing me get better and being better himself because yep. he's like, Oh yep.
1: yep,
0: yep. Clean this up. Yep. But... What's so nice
1: is I have a coworker who also like they through their mental health and like their stuff with their wife and kids are like going through the same thing. So like we talk at work, I'm all like, Hey bruh, like what happens when you do have a fight nowadays because I wake up and it's like just like maybe two three degrees hotter than usual but because I'm on medication I feel like it's boiling <laughs>
0: are you hotter now that like you're on medication yeah okay oh, now yeah, that makes sense yeah I've always been a hot person I just didn't know if I was like heck if it was yeah. just warmer no I think
1: well and I'm on um the uh, I think it's Prozac is the like the name brand name for it it's fluxatine is what I'm taking mm-hmm. but uh it's a stimulant so it naturally, like, makes you yeah, a little more activated. Yeah, too, and I'm like... Yeah, yeah. And,
0: like, when I'm getting... Oh, dude, the ser- when the serotonin kicks in and I notice that it's
1: working, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna keep
0: working like
1: a worker. Yeah. Even no, if, that, uh, if that- uh, that's making me I'd happy. I stayed in my kitchen today while Tristan took a nap. I was just sad because I was like, he's taking a nap, and... I love him and I want him to get sleep, but I want attention. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And then I clean my kitchen. Something that makes my life
0: healthier and happy.
1: (laughs) And I felt so good after did it.
0: Yeah, see, I feel you because like there's times where I'm like, I don't know what to do. I want, I want this, but I can't have it. And I'm like, all right, what am I gonna do? X Y Z, And by the time that's done, I'll have what I want. And uh, yeah, it's like amazing to be able to just take care of yourself yeah. again. Now I just got to figure or out how to like, get my... For us, the first time in our lives because we've never <laughs> right? known how to take care Is of ourselves. Is this
1: stability? <laughs>
0: like, I know, dude. No, I was, I was telling my therapist today, I am taking so much better care of myself that I do not recognize this level of mm-hmm. self-care. I'm like literally have you noticed like all of the little piles just starting to disappear around here like i am just fucking sick of it like this shit over here is next right getting through that locker this weekend we already went through half of it. Like, I'm like,
1: mm. that's the thing. I just have to get my credit line extended so I can get my couch because I want I'm very peculiar. Now, you know, it's a good way to build credit. Well, and I want st- to I want to stay in the place that we're at, like, if you can't a get a car, which I, I don't really like recommend, recommend. <laughs> uh, not right now. When I'm that close to the max line, I really don't need it.
0: Yeah, well, not only that, but, like, the financing for a car is just a jip. Yeah, no. It, it's
1: cool if you want to, like, finance a couch because, like, the, the APR on that is going to be much
0: better. <laughs> and yeah. it'll still help you build your credit.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I want to get, like, a uh, not leather couch, a um, velour couch.
0: I know. And I'm jealous because that is my favorite material.
1: Yeah. Either pink like, or green. Ve- I'm thinking pink.
0: Velvet velour okay what is your can't let it go because we've already been
1: i can't let it go is uh i got hit by a car yesterday yeah
0: what the <laughs> fuck i need to get you like a walker or like
1: a cane a cane to <laughs> be cool i actually saw a dude walk around with like an og cane that had like it was like a doorknob from like the she, 1900s like, that was like on this like uh, uh like oak pole or whatever
0: so you ri- just so everyone knows you ride a bicycle and you yeah. were hit while you were on the bike yes oh my fuck yeah how do you not see that? Like I can understand not seeing a walking person, but you're a whole bicycle in a person. What the fuck?
1: And I was in the like crosswalk in Portland. So it's all and like You're
0: where the pedestrians go. So right. why are they exactly and
1: and then I was like I had like nineteen seconds on the crosswalk too when I entered the crosswalk. What the fish? So the person literally like had way enough time to look around. They just didn't. And it's like the first corner or first quarter of my bike, just like my tire was in front of the first quarter of like the passenger side and just collided and then they i like fell on top of the hood of the car first and then when they stopped on the brakes really oh, hard no. is when i went yeah. whoosh on the other side yeah because it's you know the motion this
0: has happened to me before. <laughs> i was
1: like that hurt more i got <laughs> hit by a car when
0: i was on a bike but i didn't get hurt i was going downhill and i hit their my front tire to their driver's side fender oh and I gosh. literally made tri- since I was going downhill mm-hmm. I'm like boop hit it and I fucking roll over the hood and I landed on my <laughs> feet <laughs> so nice. I was like and they're like are you okay and i'm like
1: i'm fine yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. wow they were know. so happy that i was like so nice about it i was like maybe let's like get out of the way though so we don't impede traffic and they're like are you sure and i was like let me do a quick body scan well like make sure you're everything alive, moved but please get your knee looked at because you said it was bothering you it is bothering me um oh i'm definitely gonna get it looked at because it's covered by that person's insurance and my bike's gonna be fixed by that person's insurance oh, yeah. so i'm totally cool
0: you'll get everything looked at yeah
1: <laughs> yeah everything so you're like it was just an experience, right? That's See? what I was gonna say. Talking about like, experience, it's just that's before just what the happens.
0: medication and therapy and all the other. This things would have been your so life. This would have been big. so much harder. This would have been
1: awful. I would have been I like, feel you. How am I gonna get to work? What am I gonna do? It's almost Da-da-da-da-da. like
0: it's it's almost like it's good to be excited about how you handle bad things.
1: Yeah, because you know that you can do it in a <laughs> way that somewhat normal people do.
0: For sure. Um, well, my can't let it go is just how well everything's been going honestly like just feeling good again um the little things i guess my can't let it go is the little things i am enjoying music more um i'm able to pay attention to the tv a little more although i still stare at my phone way too much i think everybody's like this yeah also i'm like really addicted to candy crush i finally (laughs) hit level 1000 so like you know I'm just vibing and, and like I just, you know, on my break time, I do my little Candy Crush thing and it just feels like my work day goes by the way it should and it's not like ah! the whole time. <laughs> cause that's really what it felt like. And if I could describe what that sound sounds like, it's, it's anxiety. And yeah. I never knew, I never knew that. And it's so funny cause like how long have I been in therapy and how long have I been doing the show and how long have I fucking followed TikToks and researched? Anxiety, and not realize how much yeah. of it I have.
1: Yeah. Oh, I feel I'm that. more anxious than I was ever depressed. That's why we're working really hard with Sil to be like, what are we feeling? Also, my doctor,
0: she's not a therapist, but she's like, in the terms of medication and in the world of healing, depression and anxiety are fucking the same thing, basically. Um, you treat them the same because they interact with each other mm-hmm. and so it's like a little science experiment it's like h2o except for it's just two elements in depression and anxiety and they mm-hmm. just work so much side by side that like once you activate one the other one's already activated yep so that's why they get treated i like how you like
1: use that. that analogy h2o because hydrogen and oxygen are two most like commonly found atoms everywhere in the universe in the universe everything is made up of oxygen and hydrogen yeah um so yeah that that is like how anxiety and depression happen because when you get depressed you start getting anxious about things because your depression is affecting your daily life and
0: then if you're getting anxious all the time eventually you get it, depressed yeah because you <laughs> you can't
1: find the happiness out of the out of daily life anymore It's just
0: very simple anxiety and depression this yep. isn't like personality yep. disorders or anything and like we just really wanted to bring light to you know what everyone's going whole. through Yeah. Yeah, And, like, fuck, dude. Do not gaslight yourself out of what you've experienced the last two to three years. Yeah. Do not. Yeah. Accept it. Look at it. Admire it. You're a fucking soldier. We're all fucking soldiers. I'm a BPD soldier.
1: Right. But... (laughs) And if you can, once you start accepting the things that you are going through, you can start accepting the things that other people are, are going through and also dictating for themselves, you know? Yeah.
0: My compassion, like, file... Like the room that I have to make, I, I'm like constantly creating more or carving out more space for compassion because the more I understand about myself, I'm like, if I am like this, mm-hmm. I can accept other people who mm-hmm. are like this or even maybe worse.
1: I started working on my shadow work that like all the judgy things that I think are things that I worry yeah. about myself. I
0: hate it. I am such a, I am such a nerd her picking out when people are saying really fucked up disrespectful shit at work so like today one of our co-workers who doesn't even work with us anymore got engaged and she's like got a huge fucking rock dude it's a fucking huge rock and Good it's like you. some older guy like whatever he's like maybe seven or eight years older than her Give eh. a fuck who gives a fuck um so, like, somebody was like, did you see that, co- you know, so-and-so got engaged? And I'm like, yeah, and a huge ring, too. Wow, that was fucking beautiful. And he's like, yeah, but he's, like, really ugly. And I'm like, why do you have to say that? Like, you know, I don't fucking want to gossip and talk shit about people anymore. I just don't. And I, I may be a lame-ass person, but, like, my new chapter in life is learning how to navigate that. Right.
1: No, mine is being more honest with how I feel about those things because a lot of the time I'll let shit like that slide when I really need to be like, that was inappropriate and made me feel uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, and sometimes you, like, dance around with them too and you'll, like, interact with it and, like...
1: And it's like, no, I need to stop interacting with it and I need to directly tell what's going on and how it's affecting me.
0: Part of the patriarchy is that we gaslight ourselves even how when I we're should trying not to. How yeah. I should be. Should hoods and, and a woods woman, are, have no space a, for me. Because I am societally speaking a woman. Right. These are the things that I am responsible for. Right. Or that I should be doing or sh- you know, should know. And like, I spoke to my grandmother yesterday about how my postpartum was. And how one of the worst parts of it was that... After I was no longer able to breastfeed my son, I could not rock him to sleep. Mm. It triggered my anxiety. If I couldn't do it, I would be too anxious going into it so that even like two seconds into it, I'd be like feeding
1: off your anxiety. Yeah. yeah, And it just didn't work. Yeah.
0: And so like, you know, he has his dad who loves to rock him. Yeah. So that's who does it. Even now, the majority of the time. Dylan is still the one who rocks him. I, I do it if I have to, or I do it if I want to, or I do it if I need to, but, like, why push myself to a place that I need to, that I, I don't want to be, that someone's already there. My kid has everything he needs. This is also a phase that's not going to be here very much longer. Yeah. So do I want to torture myself to try and do something right. a few times while I can, or focus on... All of the other things I am capable and comfortable doing. Yep. And, like, my grandmother, she was just like, you didn't want to rock your baby? And, like, I was a little bit upset that she responded that way because it made me realize how much she's gas- gaslit herself, um, if you can't acknowledge, you know, and I was just like... That it's
1: hard having babies. Yeah, it's Infants hard.
0: hard. And I told her, my mother never rocked me my mother was never nurturing to me once my mother had me she had every hormone and reproductive organ ripped from her body and went through a severe depression mm. this is generational trauma and she's like oh well, yeah and she she understood like once I said it like and it, it took me forever to get outside of like being upset that she's upset that I can't rock my kid because I already feel shame Go ahead and make me feel worse by feeling bad for me. People don't realize. But I was able to get through that without getting upset and just say what needed to be said so that she could understand me. And it was a beautiful moment. And it was not bad. It was just what it was. You know, and and she may wonder, you know, like, is she right in the head? And I may wonder if she wonders if I'm right in the head. But I know I'm right in the head. So I don't care. And that's, you know, and that's the medication. So... Without that medication, I would not be here today. Um, I'm very grateful for it. I'm... I'm... How do you say, like... There's no bigger word that I can come up with than relief. hmm Like... And it's, it's weird because we're experiencing things for the first time in our life. Whereas people who take these medications are re-experiencing them again. Mm -hmm. They're trying to get back to, we don't know where we're going. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's the hardest part about being a borderline. That's been
1: really hard for me lately is going through and like, how do I take care of myself? Oh yeah. Cause like I'm not in group anymore. So it's not that constant everyday reminder. It's it's not like like take care of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like going through the like, oh yeah, I gotta get put my, like, at some cases, a shallow rut is not bad. It diverts water, right? It irrigates the field, okay? But when you have a deep rut, that's when you start, you know, when you can't climb out, then that's when it gets bad, right? Yeah. Um, and I've been trying to find, like, okay, what's the rut that I do, the the, the, the um, sequence that I do want to have that helps me take care of myself, that helps me rejuvenate myself, what structure. fills up my cup? Yeah. What structure helps me? And I just feel guilty that I'm doing it while raising my kid. But you know what?
0: You gotta like, I'm doing you it. You gotta you gotta find space for that. Yeah. Cause I feel guilty too. Like yeah. like when days where I feel defeated or days that I'm arguing with Dylan more than I wanna be. And like my kid stares at me when I argue with Dylan. Yeah. Because he can hear our tone of voice when we're yeah. arguing and he like knows. So it's like, oh fuck. It's even harder now. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah it gets harder but it gets easier
1: and it gets way better oh yeah so, me and tristan found that we have to go in the bedroom and talk about things or sylvia wants to be in the middle of it and i'm like this is not about you kiddo like you don't need to be involved
0: yeah and my kid's so fucking smart that i'm like we need to stop yesterday <laughs> like and i'm glad that we don't like scream and yell like we have in the past and like before my therapy really before my diagnosis and before medication i def we definitely screamed and yelled but not not anymore
1: yeah it's been so long since i yell at him it's to get the fuck out (laughs) (laughs) right you
0: need to leave we need to calm down (laughs) right it's i'm getting there you know yeah it's time (laughs) but we all have our ways of dealing with our relationships nothing weird about that but I'm just glad that this medication is working. It's helping It's helping my relationship like a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. I, and I feel kind of guilty about it because I'm like, oh, it really was me. But no, I mean, if you deal with like, if you got like a boat that's sinking, you have all these holes coming in, you can't patch every hole at once and you're going to have a mess to clean up. You just have to accept it and do one thing at a time and realize that some things won't get fixed. Some things will. But this ship ain't going down. Yeah.
1: Well, and this is true feminism being able to be like, I fucked up here. Women are not perfect. You know, we're just as imperfect as men. Oh, absolutely. And we're just as perfect as men, too. So. Yeah.
0: Well. Or those
1: non-binary folk, because all peoples are people and we all are included here.
0: Yeah, I know. Actually, I was on Peanut. Are you on Peanut? What's Peanut? Peanut is Tinder for mothers. Ooh. Ew. <laughs> She's like, <laughs>
1: They're like, but yeah, no, that's weird. It doesn't,
0: maybe not a place for you.
1: I but feel like that's, it's a place for me. Uh, okay, so if you're on there, be careful. Well, yeah. Because I feel like anything that's directed towards like moms or single moms. Like even classes, it can get fishy. It can get weird. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, this is the same thing with Facebook and Facebook groups. I was actually yeah. banned from the moms Facebook, and if any of you all are on the Beaverton moms Facebook um, page, I don't know what happened.
1: I was just banned. I was banned from a page because I was like, has anyone ever felt like this? And they were like, this is a Positive Vibes Only, oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you know what? Blah, I think I, know I
0: got banned? I was doing photo shoots uh-huh. and somebody messaged me and I responded that I would do their photo shoot, but then their messages got lost and uh-huh. I never ended up doing it. And I think maybe they like said something about it. Uh-huh. And I feel bad, but like also... um, it was during a really fucking yeah. hard time in my life and that's just the way it is so if I was a shitty person I'm sorry but you know um what else we gotta wrap this shit up
1: I was gonna say that's about all I can bring up. yeah out.
0: we'll just bring more to the next episode I hope right I hope your sister joins us
1: yes I do too we Gosh, just gotta find a time that we want to talk about music
0: and mental health because I think that'd be great that'd be awesome like yeah. what types of music's like activate certain types of emotions like because I was talking to my therapist and like during the time where um and this is like very much pandemic related Mm -hmm. um my my going no contact with my parents um was very much pandemic related Mm -hmm. but um one of the things I was really obsessed with listening to was like falling in reverse because he goes he gets sent to prison and all this other crazy shit he goes through so much trauma and he's just like screaming Out his trauma through this music and um yeah so like we need to talk about this stuff it'll be a really good episode yes plus i know ellie can fit in a lot of content a lot of
1: really brainy stuff really fast so she
0: can say a bunch of stuff yes that's true yeah and she's smart
1: too like she can talk really fast but she can say a bunch of important things it's hard for me to keep up with because i'm not i can keep (laughs) up with it sometimes and sometimes i'm like my brain is checked out it's done all that it can do you know what i learned just ask questions yeah, literally. Just us. <laughs> right.
0: Thank you guys for joining us for another episode of the Annie Are You U OK Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at podcast, all caps, or on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. Well, it's my account, but I'm going to try and get, I'm going to try and get Oakley and a couple of- I'll get in there of, eventually. I'll get I'll with it. We can do like a dance and then do like mental health facts. Okay. Uh, that's what I want to do. thanks for joining us. Love you
1: guys. Stay tuned for more. Bye-bye.